that we serve a God who cannot fail us. We serve a God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. We're getting ready to go into our, our fast starting next week. There's several things that I want you to do, I want you to focus on, is to, um, I want to encourage everybody in here to read, in those 21 days, to read through the New Testament. I think we need to do some things that we do with our computers a lot of times. We need to defragment. We need to get some old stuff out. We need to download some good stuff. Amen. We need to get out the old and get in the new. Amen. We need to get the Word of God in us. Because I believe one of the things that the Lord has really been uh, put, putting in my spirit, and this morning especially, is to push. I believe this is going to be a time that we're to push. Why? Because that's what a doctor tells a, a, a woman right when she gets ready for childbirth. When the baby is ready to be born, he, said, he tells her to push. And I think that God is getting ready to bring some things to pass that has been spoken over this house for many years. I believe it's time. I believe it's the time. I believe it's the season. And I believe that we need to push to see those things come about. Amen? Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody ought to get excited because I'm telling you, the anointing of the Lord is in this place today. And he's going to do some things in this house today. A lot of times we get in our mind and we have this mindset that in order for God to move, that there has to be an absence of resistance. Let's just, let me just tell you something. There's something that happens when there's a resistance. There's a breaking down. When you go to a gym, you don't just look at the weights and say, hey, I think, I, I think I'm, you know, I'm going to put on some muscle here. So you don't just look at the weights and sit down beside them. If you do, nothing's ever going to happen. There has to be some resistance. So what happens? You have to begin to lift those weights. You have to begin to pick them up. There has to be some resistance. Why? Because it's going to begin to break down your muscle and cause it to build back. And see, God wants us to get in a position and understand that the prayers that you pray, just because they're not answered, does not mean that God is not there. It does not diminish the size of your God. We need to understand that when we pray, that God might be trying to work his character out in us just because things ain't happening the way that we think that they ought to happen does not negate that God is, is there because God is there always and he will bring about maybe God wants to add something to our resume called overcoming maybe he don't want us to be in a position to where we're always in a place to where we're just barely getting by listen I don't want to be in a place where I'm barely getting by I want to be in a place to where I have the power and the anointing of the Spirit of God to where He has brought me into. I want to walk in the promises of God and the fullness of God. Hallelujah. And if I have to walk through some things, then so be it. But I've got a promise that He's going to take me all the way through. Amen. See, a lot of times we say things, we say we're going through something, and we don't even know that we're giving testimony. Because if we say that we're going through something, that means we're going to come out on the other side. Hallelujah. I want y'all to act like y'all in a Pentecostal church this morning. I want, you to, I want you to understand that we have a God that will not fail us. I want you to understand that the God is, is bigger than just our imagination. 
Huh? Come on. Sometimes we need to remove ourselves from the equation and understand the God that we serve. Amen? Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel, the first chapter. Hallelujah. I want you to understand that just because you hadn't received what you thought you ought to receive in 2019 don't mean it's not coming in 2020. I believe that we need to understand that just because there's things that's happened and just because things happened this way in a certain way doesn't mean things are not that God's going to stop his word from coming to pass. It says now in now there was a certain man of Rathen Zophim of the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jehoram, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. And he had two wives, the name of one Hannah and the name of the other Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. The, name, the man went up from the city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And also the sons of Eli, Hophni, and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he offered to give portions to Penina, his wife, and all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion. Look at somebody and say, favor ain't fair. For he, who, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Look at somebody and tell them, say, God's not holding things from you. He's not keeping things from you. He's keeping things for you. Amen. He's getting us to a place to where we can handle it. Although the Lord had closed Hannah's womb and, and her rival provoked her severely. She constantly told her, reminded her that she didn't have no children. Constantly reminded her and told her that she wasn't going to amount to anything. That she would never be able to do what she had done. Never be able to accomplish what she has accomplished. She provoked her severely. See, the enemy will always try to come in and tell you what you can't do. But see, what he don't understand is the bigness of God is that when you are walking in the power and the demonstration of the Spirit of God, sometimes God will allow you to walk through areas in your life to where you just don't see the things that are happening fast enough in the way that you think that they ought to happen. But what's happening is God is trying to get better because God don't want you just to have anything. He doesn't want you just to have a touch of His Spirit. He's trying to get you into a place to where His character can work out in you and to where the power of the demonstration of His Spirit be way beyond what you ever thought it could be. It says she provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Now see, there's a difference between being barren and 
the Lord clothes in your womb. Barren can't have children. When God closes the womb, he can open it whenever he wants to. Come on now. God's, God, this, this here is letting us know that God is saving something special for Hannah. In other words, he, he wasn't wanting her just to have anything. He was wanting her to birth something that was going to bring about a change, not only to her, but to the whole nation of Israel. Because Israel at this point in time had been at a place to where they had let the light go out in the temple. They was at a place to where Eli could not even hear from God. He was the priest of God, but could not hear God. I want you to hear this, and I want you to understand this. Just because you got a label preacher or teacher over your head doesn't mean that you can hear from God. So what happens? God sends somebody in a position to where they get so hungry and so fed up in the, in the, in the former lifestyle of what they've been going through and what they've been facing and, and how they've been going through it. The Bible says that she went up year by year. <laughs> and as they went up year by year, I can imagine Hannah must have said she could, you know, a lot of us, we, we get the attitude and said, oh, no, it's another year or it's another day. No, it's not just another day. This might be the day. Come on. This might be the day when I get my breakthrough. This might be the day when things changes in my life. This might be the day when God brings the deliverance that I've been looking for. I know I've been struggling with all these things in my life for a long time, but this could be the day. And I believe that Hannah went with that attitude of saying, this might be the day. This is my year. I'm believing that this is my year. And I'm telling some of you now, 2019 might have been hell for you, but it's going to be heaven in 2020. God's going to bring those things. It's time for us to push those things that, are, that have been over us, push them down and push them aside and get into a place to where the presence of God can work in our life. Hannah began to come to a place in her life to where she began to push away the plate. It became obvious that she was more hungry for what she had been praying for. She became more hungry for the things of God than she was for natural food. When are, you, when are we going to get hung, more hungry for God than we are for natural food? When are we going to get more hungry for God than we are to see certain things happen the way that we think that they ought to happen? Listen, when we get so hungry for God and we say, God, we don't know exactly what we need or what we want, but we know that we want you and we want your presence in our midst because without you we can do nothing. But with you, Lord God, we can accomplish anything that is set before us. So we have to push. Hannah pushed. She got to the place to where she, she, she pushed away the food. And she began to pray and she began to fast. See, if you're just going to fast and not pray, you're just dieting. Come on now. But if you're going to pray, 
during your fasting, things are going to happen. We need to put aside times to where we, 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 get, we get along with God. You need to prioritize those things. We need to get rid of the stinking thinking, become transformed in our minds. Become transformed in the things that we see because it's not always going to be like this, folks. I'm telling you, we're coming to a place to where we can't play church anymore. God's not going to change his word to fit us. We're going to have to conform to the word of God. He's not going to change his word. It's already been spoken. It's already been done. He's not going to do anymore. He's not going to come back and, and die on the cross again. No, he's already done that. He, the enemy has already been defeated. If you go to John, the 16th chapter, it says that he has already been judged. Honey, his day has already been set. Somebody talking about, well, this certain person's a Satanist and all this kind of stuff. Listen, well, they serve a God that's little than my God. They serve a God that my God has already put under my feet. So what do we have to do? We have to forget the things that are behind us and push forward to those things that are ahead. God has called us to bring forth and to birth this. Listen, he, did, he never intended for Hannah to be pregnant. It would have been crazy for Hannah to have been pregnant and carried the baby around for 10 or 12 years. How many of you know that would be freaky? That's the reason the world looks so funny at the church all the time. It's because we say that God has placed all these things in us, but we've been carrying them around for years. And there's no reason that we should not give birth to those things. God doesn't place his thing. He doesn't place his vision into the church so that the church can just put it up on a screen every now and then. No, he brings it into our lives so that we can push and to see the reality of that thing come to pass. I'm believing with all of my heart that in 2020 it's going to be just the beginning of what God is going to do in this place. I believe that we're one day going to have a dream center not far from here. And we're going to see people set free by the power and the presence of God. We're going to have people. We're going to raise people up that can work in the workplace. We're going to raise people up who can be delivered and set free off of drugs, off of alcohol. Listen, it's time that we become the church that God has called us to be. It's time that we push. Pray until something happens. Stop looking at people and saying, well, I wish they could get out of their lifestyle. I wish they could get free and set. They can't get set free unless they got somewhere to go to get set free from. And I intend on that being this place. Just as Hannah went through and she pressed through. Year by year she went. Till finally, her someday. I believe in her heart she was saying someday, someday. But it got to the point to where her someday. She said this day. Her someday became a this day. And all of a sudden, the things that she had wished for come to pass but it went way beyond what she thought because it not only affected her it affected everyone around her 
See, God's not only just wanting to do something for you. He's wanting to do something for everyone around you. He's wanting to bring a change about. Not only in my life, but in the lives of everybody around us. I believe God has anointed us in such a way that we're supposed to affect everyone that we come in contact with for the good. It's time that we get to the place to where we stop complaining and start confessing who Jesus is. Start confessing. what we, Instead of talking about what we can't do, let's talk about what our God can do. He understands that we can't do a lot of things. He understands that we're not able to accomplish a lot of things. But he also knows that if we'll put him in our lives, that there's nothing that we cannot accomplish with him. He's already aware that I'll never be anything great. But he's also aware that I can have his greatness working in my life. Hallelujah. And as Hannah, I believe year by year, pushed back those, those times of, of despair, of going in. And it seemed like she coming to the house of God and it seemed like nothing was happening. Why wasn't something happening? I'll tell you why something wasn't happening. The reason nothing was happening in her heart and in her life and reason she couldn't get the results that she needed for a long time is because that the light was going out in the temple. The priest wasn't carrying out his proper position. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. If you go to Leviticus, it talks about that the chief, that, that the priest's primary job is to make sure there was oil in the lamp. To make sure there was light in the house of God. I'm afraid that a lot of times we've let the light go out in the house of God. It's not that people are not coming with real needs. It's not that they're not, not having real needs and, 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 and seeing the things met in their life. It's, it's, it's that they can't have them met because there's no light in the temple. There's no one there that hears God. We've come to the place to where, to where we're, we're, we're more concerned with entertainment. Instead of getting into the presence of God. Church has become a business. Instead of a place for people to get set free. Listen. As long as I have breath in my little body. As long as it stays little. I'm going to do everything I can to have the presence of God operating in my life. To have the presence of God operating in this house. I can't do it by myself. I need some people that are going to stand alongside of me. I need some people that are going to lift my hands up at times. You say, well, Pastor, you get down. Yes, I get down at times. There's times that I want to just, I want to just hang my head and I want to run. Why? Because that's the humanity side of me. But there's days like today 
when I feel the anointing and the power and the spirit of Almighty God. And I know that God is pushing those things that are behind me. And they're behind me. And I'm reaching forward to the things that are ahead. Because I'm pushing for that thing that God has spoken. He's already spoken to me. I told you one time that the Lord spoke to me and said, If you'll draw close to me, I'll show you all the prophetic things that I've spoken over this house. Come to pass. And I'm believing it. I'm believing it's not going to be years out. I'm believing it. 2028, God is going to bring forth the power and the demonstration of His Spirit like we have never seen it before. I'm believing that God is calling some people to become righteous people, to stand up for the kingdom of God and see the power of God demonstrated in their life. I believe that God is going to bring the dreams to pass. I believe that God is going to bring a birthing of revival that's going to change Florence County forever. Hallelujah. And it's going to come through us. Listen, don't despise the crushing. Don't despise the resistance that comes against you. See, we all want the anointing. But very few want the crushing. You don't get the oil without the crushing. It's in that moment, you know, the process. We, we, we don't like the process. We just want everything to go without any resistance. You know, when they send astronauts to the moon and different places, and they send them up there to those space stations, did you know that when they come back, a lot of times they have problems with their muscles and their bones because they've been there so long in a place of weightiness weightlessness to where they're just floating through and no resistance to when they get here it hurts them it bothers them because there's been no muscle growth there's been no resistance in the bones come on now we despise resistance. We don't like resistance. I don't know where the church got it. We think because if we don't have no resistance that everything's going to go good. No, if you don't ever have any resistance, your faith will never grow. It's because of those times. I'm not telling you to, to go out and look for things. You can, you'll have plenty to come to you. I promise you. You ain't got to go look for them. You ain't got to go look for hard times. Hard times will find you. They will find you. Your resistance and the things that you need to go through will find you. You ain't got to go look for them. But when they do find you, let them find you strengthened in the Lord. Let them find you relying in God, not your own flesh. Because we need to understand that with our own flesh, we are weak and can do nothing. But with Him, we can do all things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Push ourselves away and see the bigness of our God. Get to the place to where we're trusting in Him. Get to the place like Hannah. Where we see, here's the thing. You can allow the adversary, you can allow the things that come against you to do two things. They can stop you or they can make you be determined. Let them make you be determined. Don't let them cause you to quit. Don't let them cause you to stop. 
One of the things that used to get me is when I was when, when I was in, in high school and different places, people tell me I could not do something. And I would prove them wrong. Because I made up in my mind, don't tell me I can't do nothing. I show you I can do something. I'm going to do it. I may fail doing it. I may look crazy trying to do it, but at least I'm going to do it some way, somehow. I may not look, I, I may not have all the, the right moves and all the right things, but don't tell me I can't do something. I feel like that Panina telling Hannah all the time, you're never going to do this. It pushed her in to being something and having something that she never even dreamed of. She never dreamed that she would have a child, not one that she would just hold, but one that was going to change the whole course of Israel, one that was going to bring them out of a dark place, one that was going to have, she was going to have a child whose words would never fall to the ground. Go and read the story, you'll, you'll see. Be determined. Push. I'm asking you. I want during this next 21 days, if we start next Sunday, I want during the next 21 day, those 21 days, I want you to, I want you to promise me you're going to read the New Testament through. I want you to promise me that you're going to pray, that you're going to push, and you're going to pray until something happens. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I'm not just wanting you to do this for me. I'm not just wanting you to do this for the church. I want you to do it so that you can get a renewed mind. My daughter has challenged me. This year, she's, she's pushing me. They do, she does every year, every January, they do what they call a 30-day shred. Any of you ever heard of that? 30-day shred, that's where you read the Bible all the way through in 30 days. She reads like 50 chapters a day. And when she's not reading it, she's listening to it. She's putting it in. She says, Daddy, she said, I get so much out of there. She said, you know, if, if speed reading, and you wouldn't think that you would catch that much, she said, but I catch so much out of there. And I want to challenge, I'm just challenging you for 21 days, just the New Testament. So you can do it. And I want us to go through this whole, I, I want every one of us in here, I, want, I, I would like everyone to be able to say by the end, by, by June or, or July, that we've already been through the Bible. Now we're getting quiet. When am I going to have time for that? I promise you, if you get off Facebook, if you get off phone, and you get off other things, and you turn off the TV a little while, you can have time. Come on now. A lot of people say, well, you know, we got to live life. Life ain't long. <laughs> got to live life to the full. Hmm? That's good. We need to. But here's another thought. Somebody says, life is short. You better live it while you can. Eternity is long. You better prepare for it. 
It's going to be a long time. Amen. And I promise you, when we get there, it's going to be all worth it. How many of you want to see your grandchildren saved? And we got to do, we got to push. We got to press through some things. But guess what? We're going to get there because there's a birthing of revival that's coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand.